Whoop, whoop, whoop. So many exciting things to tell you. I'm going to keep it short and simple. Number one, my book is now free, a digital version of my book, Building Simple Habits to a Healthy Me. You can just sign up and get it for free. Number two, come and say hello on Instagram. I'm having fun on Instagram doing exciting reels. Number three, I have four amazing packages for my Positively Healthy program called Magical May exciting exciting if you want to find out more book a call and let's chat and lastly remember radiate and renew four simple habits simple but mighty habits is starting may the 15th so come and sign up for that Welcome to Fit and Fabulous with me, Dr. Alina Kerrick. I teach frustrated professional mums who juggle everything to transform their lives, to lose weight and lead a healthy life so they can feel fit and fabulous. On the Fit and Fabulous podcast, we chat about nutrition, healthy living, emotional wellness in a way that you can apply to your life. I'll show you how to stop being frustrated and overwhelmed with healthy living and how to make it easy and fun. You're invited to sign up to my family-friendly meal plan, three easy meals to help you lose weight that the kids will like too. And my systems video, the simple system that keeps the kids happy and helps you shed the pounds. You can sign up at drorlina.com, that's D-R-O-R-L-E-N-A dot com slash healthy dash family dash meal dash plan. Now on with today's show. Hello and welcome to Fit and Fabulous with me, Dr. Orlina Kerrick. Before I dive into today's topic, I just want to apologise for last week I did my 10 stroke 12 top resources and I realised that I left out one of my favourite authors. If you haven't read Jen Sincero, she wrote a book called You're a Badass and then she wrote another one as well called You're a Badass at Making Money. Now, excuse me for saying those rude words. I totally love this book and it was in fact actually the very first book that I read about how to change your life and all the things, all the wonderful things. So if you haven't read her, then I definitely recommend buying her first book, You Are a Badass. Okay, today we are talking about systems because I see that people want to lose weight and lead a healthy life and they just don't quite understand how to do it. They don't know how to apply all the knowledge to their busy lives. It feels like it's super, super difficult. And I want to show you that it is easy and that if I can do it, you can do it. So today's episode is called The Simple System That Keeps Keeps the Kids Happy and Helps You Shed the Pounds. Now, this is a video that I have done. It's part of the new sign-up. You may have noticed I've changed the intro. Hooray. You can sign up for the meal plan and you can sign up to see this actual video. But I know that lots of you like to listen to podcasts and you don't really have time to listen to videos. So I thought I would just take the audio off and then you can listen to it doing however you listen to podcasts. Personally, I love listening to podcasts whilst I'm walking backwards and forwards from dropping my kids at school. Now, if you sign up, you will be able to see this video, um, but you will also get the meal plan. So anyhow, I'm going to dive in. Obviously, um, it talks about the images that you can see, which you won't be able to see unless you get the actual video. Anyhow, enjoy. Hello, hello. 
Hi, I am Dr. Alina. Welcome to this presentation, The Simple System That Keeps the Kids Happy and Helps You Shed the Pounds. What I want you to take away from this is that it's easy and fun. You can eat healthily, lose weight, keep your family happy without stress and overwhelm. When I came to writing the slides, I have to confess, I don't like giving presentations. And I followed a template that told me kind of the things to include. And what it said was, you should give some proof. And I thought, oh my goodness, what proof do I have? Well, the proof I have is if I can do it, then so can you. And I am a busy mum of four children, running my own business, busy, 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 like everyone, yet I can do healthy eating. And it's not because I'm superwoman. I'm just a normal person. Here are some photographs of my kids. So these are um, my four children. My youngest are twins. The two blonde ones are twins. This is my daughter. She is what I call a princess in boots. She's a little madam, a very strong character. Well, in fact, all my kids have strong characters. And a few photographs taken from these. The first ones were professionally done. And these ones are just iPhone ones to show you that I'm just normal. And here is my picky eater or one of my picky eaters eating apples. Green apples are one of the things that are on the accepted list. Red ones? No. Green. So. Yes. So just a quick bit about me if you don't know who I am. I am Dr. Alina. I trained as a pediatric doctor in the United Kingdom. Uh, and now I live in Spain, which is essentially why I don't do clinical medicine anymore. Uh, I have written a book called Feeding Toddlers. And I have a parenting site called Snotty Noses, which I don't really run anymore because I just don't have enough time to do everything. Now what I really do is the Fit and Fabulous podcast, the Dr. Alina site, and I do health and weight loss coach. So the parenting site was very much about picky eating and helping our kids eat healthily. And now I do adults, but adults who clearly want to teach their kids healthy eating habits. And hey, guess what? We have to cook for our kids. And I know the pain of, I don't like it. Yuck, it's disgusting. <laughs> then I always joke, it's not really much of a joke, but as I was going through my in a turmoil time I talk about. I accidentally lost my career and I found myself with four young kids and all I would do, my entire day's job was to think about what to feed my kids, except they weren't going to eat it. Um, anyhow, that is a story for another day. Essentially, I'm just a normal mum with normal struggles. So when I say, if I can do it, so can you, then I really and truly believe that. And what I want you to take away from this is just a mindset, mind set shift you have to say that carefully about how healthy eating is totally possible for you and your kids and that healthy eating if you want to lose weight healthy eating is really the key it has to be something sustainable so normal mum dealing with lots of big emotions I think this was a tantrum about me asking to take a photograph because my children look so cute and then it all went pear-shaped okay so here's a question for you which I would love you to answer. And you, you've signed up to my email list, so you can answer this by just replying to my email. And the question is this, what do you want? And I know that you want to watch this because you want to see the system that I have, but really and truly, what underneath that do you want? Why are you watching this? Why are you spending the time watching this? And this, there's no right answer to this. It's just really interesting to know. 
It might be that you want healthy eating for your kids because you're worried about health. It might be that you want healthy eating. You know, you're struggling to get your kids to eat healthily and you also want to start losing weight yourself. And then the question is, why do you want to lose weight? And if you want to lose weight to look fabulous, then I am all for that. And I think that's a perfectly valid excuse or reason to do it. And I also applaud the health benefits that come with healthy eating as well. So here are the main points of what we're going to chat about. And I'm going to try and keep it super short. So I'm going to give you my system, my system that I use. And I'm not giving you this to say you have to follow this exactly. The point about systems and habits is you have to find those systems and habits that work for you. I'm sharing this to... um, to encourage you, to show you how easy it can be when you start thinking about it. So we are going to do a very, very quick nutritional overview because I do think nutrition is an important point and it's part of my framework that I use. And then we'll talk about my week. And this is what I want you to see, that it's easy. Okay, so my big question to you, and I'd love you to write this in an email and tell me, is what are you doing right now? And why do you think things aren't working? And often, I think, the reason why things aren't working is because we are so super busy. And although we kind of know what we need to be eating, we just don't have time. Essentially, we don't have those systems and habits in place. Okay, I apologize. I was going to put some images in for this to make it more interesting, but I kind of didn't. So a quick nutritional overview. There are three macronutrients. There are carbohydrates, proteins, and fats. And carbohydrates are the energy that we use. So carbohydrates come in many forms. They come in sugar. Sugar is a carbohydrate. Um, Flowers are carbohydrates. They are refined carbohydrates. And vegetables are also carbohydrates. And we use those single molecule sugars as energy for our body. That's the mainstay of energy that we use. Now, at times, we use fat as well. And that's what people on a ketogenic diet do, is they sort of hack their body to use fat. But most of us use carbohydrates most of the time. So carbs in themselves aren't bad and evil. But the problem is that we now eat a lot of carbohydrates and we eat a lot of refined carbohydrates. And what that does is it pushes our insulin levels up and um, our insulin is our fat storage hormone. And so it makes it really difficult for us to lose weight when we're eating lots of carbohydrates. Now, on a side note, kids really love carbohydrates. In fact, adults do too. We, part of one of our big desires, one of our inbuilt things that we seek is sugar. We seek energy. And that's all very fine when you look back in the past because what people had in terms of sugar was nuts and berries and honey if they were lucky, whereas now we have sugar all over the place. So we don't need this inbuilt desire to constantly seek sugar, but it's still there. So with carbohydrates, we want to think about vegetables and we want to think about other replacements. So another replacement is beans and legumes are another really good thing that don't spike your insulin levels so much, but replace that comfort kind of feeling and still give us some feeling like we've eaten carbohydrates. Um, I think that's everything about carbohydrates for now. I put this in a cheat sheet for you as well. Now, Proteins, oh, whole grains was the other thing. So the way you want to get um, carbs from is vegetables, 
whole grains. So whole grains, I don't mean whole meal flour, I mean the actual grains, the whole actual grain like spelt. Or you can get whole grain oats, which is not the flattened type, but they look like little bits of grain. Sorry, I should have some to show you. Those are the kind of things we want. And yes, they still contain flour inside them, but it's unprocessed flour and it takes longer to release its energy. So protein, what are proteins? Proteins are things like meat and cheese and fish and dairy. We get protein from there and we can also get plant sources of protein. So chickpeas are, and, and lentils and legumes are another source of protein. Now, they've also got carbohydrate in them. And we can manufacture proteins. We are made of proteins. Proteins are the building blocks. So our organs are made out of proteins. We need proteins because that's what we are. And we can make quite a lot of proteins, but there are some that we can't make. And we call these essential amino acids. Amino acids are what the building blocks of proteins are, if that makes sense. And so we need to eat a certain amount of protein every single day. And we call the protein that we have, that we want to get, those essential amino acids. If we get all of those essential amino acids in a protein, we call it a complete protein because you can eat some of that. So meat is an example of a complete protein. You eat some meat every single day and you get all the proteins that you need and you don't actually have to eat very much. You can also get proteins from plants. So rice and beans, that traditional very cheap recipe that you see in South America is another example of complete protein. So you could eat that and get all your your protein. Now, protein is a slightly controversial area. There are lots of experts who will tell you that you need to eat lots of protein and it's really good for losing weight. However, there are other people who say, well, meat is not very good for you. And that actually we don't need very much protein. We need some. I like the recommendation from Dr. Michael Mosley, who recommends 45 to 60 grams a day, which is not very much. That's a minimum. The problem is, if we eat too much protein, we trigger what's called an inflammatory response. And that is not a good thing. And we don't really know where that level is. So it's one of those controversial areas, I think, a little bit of good quality protein. The other issue with protein nowadays is that a lot of animals have antibiotics in them, and we don't really want that. So, you know, it's, it's a tricky area. So a small amount of good protein, I think, is good. Now, fat is, well, we know what fat is. It's called fat when it's at room temperature or an oil when it's liquid, such as olive oil. And again, another slightly controversial area. We have previously been told to have a low-fat diet, and now evidence is showing us that fat is not a good way to lead weight because lose weight. When you do that, you increase your carbohydrates, and that is not what we want. So fat is actually good for us, and I recommend people who want to lose weight increase their fat, their good fats. There are definitely some bad fats, like trans fatty acids, which you find in a lot of processed foods. In a lot of countries, they're banned or you have to label them. But there are healthy fats as well. And there's quite a few healthy fats. I think the most healthy fat is extra virgin olive oil. And I have a whole podcast about it if you're interested. And our body, again, uses fat. Our brains are basically made of fat. And fat is another really good thing for helping you to feel full up. It has satiety is the posh word. It basically just means helps you feel full up. And if you can feel full up and satisfied, then you don't go looking for more food. So it is really useful. It also doesn't trigger that insulin response. And protein will trigger insulin. Protein doesn't increase your glucose, but it triggers insulin. So that is a quick overview of carbs, of macronutrients. There are carbs, protein, fat. So to sum it all up, 
Just add vegetables. You don't actually need to think too much about them, but just lots of vegetables and some healthy fats is essentially what I'm saying, and a bit of protein. And that's super easy. If you keep that in the back of your mind, then meal planning becomes super, super easy. So fruit is quick and easy too. And it is a carbohydrate with sugars in it. It has sugar. And I believe getting your sugar rush from fruit is a really good thing. And it is habit. You can train your children to enjoy fruit. So why do people think it's complicated? Well, we're busy. We're programmed to like glucose and flour. Our kids are programmed to like glucose and flour. And companies take advantage of our glucose-seeking drive. And they sell us cheap and easy foods. Not only that, they deliberately go out and they do things like check those bliss points, you know, so that combination of fat and sugar or fat and salt, like crisps. And they experiment on this and see which we will eat more. So it's not just that they take advantage of our glucose-seeking drive. They deliberately try and create foods that take advantage of it. So I think all of this adds up to, you know, we have just been trained that we should be buying products the whole time, whereas really and truly, I think we should just be buying fruit and vegetables all the time. And you know what? Changing the subject slightly, I have heard a theory that the only reason we eat breakfast is so that breakfast cereal companies can sell us breakfast cereal. And you know what? I suspect there's an element of truth behind that. So instead, what I am saying is buy and cook lots of vegetables and this will transform your life. Even if you carry on with exactly the same thing as you are doing now and you just say, do you know what, I'm just going to increase the amount of vegetables I have, then you will have won something today. Because you will, if you start increasing the amount of fruit and vegetables, specifically vegetables, then you will naturally decrease the amount of other stuff. So for example, Friday night is, okay, frozen pizza night. If you do frozen pizza with lots of vegetables and you eat some vegetables and some frozen pizza, that is far better than just frozen pizza. And if you say to me, my kids won't eat it, they will. But the secret is, is you don't, allow them to eat unlimited amounts of pizza because sure if you allow them to eat unlimited amounts of pizza the vegetables going to stay left behind so it's getting the portion sizes right as well so how do you make that happen systems and habits it is super easy you just want to get to the place where you can do it all without thinking so that it just happens naturally that my friends is system and systems and habits and you have to take a bit of time to think about that you have to create systems and habits that work for you and your family so in order to show you some systems and habits i want to tell you about my week so breakfast we have oats for breakfast so either overnight oats in the summer or porridge which is called oatmeal cooked and warm at night time and I call it my monster healthy breakfast lots of fruit nuts seeds flavors goodies so here are some examples and it's interesting I was talking to my husband today today as I record this is a Friday Friday is my Tai Chi morning and I get half an hour with my husband to go and have a coffee we drop the kids at school half an hour for coffee and then we go and do Tai Chi And at the coffee shop that we go to, we are creatures of habit. We thought about going somewhere else today, but we didn't. They have a special offer. So it's €1.40 for a coffee and it's €2 for a coffee and a croissant. So that makes a croissant really cheap. It's cheaper than buying it at the bakery. And obviously you walk in and it's very tempting to have a croissant. Now, 
you can eat a croissant from time to time if that's what you want to do. If you're eating them all the time, then that's where the problems are going to arise. I don't have croissants very often. And I kind of got to the stage where I don't enjoy them very much anymore. I used to love them, but now I'm a bit like, "Mm, I can take it or leave it. However, as I went to the coffee shop this morning, I was saying to my husband, hmm, I might have a croissant today. That kind of idea grabs you, yeah? And he said, well, you know what? I still feel really full up after my monster huge healthy breakfast. And he was totally right. It had only been, you know, 45 minutes since we'd had breakfast. And this is the kind of breakfast we have. And I didn't feel hungry in any way whatsoever. It was just this idea, ah, cheap croissant, carbohydrate, I like you. But I said, no, I didn't have it. And I enjoyed my coffee and it was fine. Anyhow, another side note. So this is the breakfast that I normally have. You can't even see the porridge because it's not lots of porridge. It's lots of goodies with a bit of porridge on the side. And um, sorry, that was peaches in the summer, I think, with some nuts and seeds and coconut. This is plums and coconut milk, I think, with different bits and pieces. This is figs and plums. Those figs would have been picked from a tree we don't get them very often so this would have been that one week where figs are in season but other options beans my children are currently enjoying baked beans for breakfast and i will give you my super amazing baked bean recipe it's in the handout so check it out no added sugar eggs chia chia is amazing it's full of fiber and very versatile like all these bland things like bread and pasta you know they're kind of a tapestry to put ingredients and flavors on and chia is just the same you can put whatever flavor you want with chia and it's super easy you just soak it overnight in whatever you want you could use water i like coconut milk i don't use it heaps but it makes a good dessert and it makes a good breakfast if you want that smoothies now i personally don't really advocate smoothies um which i'm happy to tell you about if you want to email me and ask me but they work for some people. And if they work for you, then that's fabulous. And you know what? You can eat vegetables for breakfast. There is no reason to say that you can't. It's just that it's not our normal habit and our kids' normal habit. So lunch. Now, here in Spain, I live in Spain, by the way, my children um, come home for lunch. They have morning school and evening school. So my children come home every single day and I work till about 12.30. My husband goes to collect them and then I look at the clock and think, oh, help, I need to make lunch. And I make lunch in about 10 minutes and I never, I often have something that I know that I'm going to do, but I don't plan things hugely. When my kids come home, they always say, what is for lunch? And I say, stuff. So what I do is think of a bit of protein, which might be some cheese, Um, occasionally a bit of meat we don't eat very much meat or some nuts which are also fat Um, so a bit of protein for them a bit of carbohydrates and when I say carbs here I mean carbs for my children so often they might have bread or what we call David's toasts sometimes they go without or they might have chickpeas or lentils which are kind of carbohydrates and proteins lots of vegetables and I lay it all out I'll show you in a second. And I think of fat as well. So I generally use extra virgin olive oil, which we have, Spain is the biggest producer of olive oil in the world. So we buy locally produced olive oil and you can just use it to splurge it on things. They use it like butter here. They don't use it as, um, you know, it's just on every table that you go to in a restaurant, it has olive oil. But sometimes I make a sauce from it, like, um, well, I often make a salad dressing. Often um, I might make like a salsa verde or something like that if I have time. 
and leftovers. I love that leftovers. Another thing I would say about vegetables is just cook too many and then use them as leftovers. So easy. So I'll grab, I don't know, some cooked broccoli from the fridge or some cooked peppers or something like that. So here is my daughter. We sit out in the sun at the moment because it is winter and it is warmer outside than inside. So we have a little picnic. And you can see that her lunch is not particularly healthy. It's not a great example. She's got different things. It's looking a little bit beige there for my liking. And gasp, oh horrors, she has crisps and bread. My husband often makes bread. I sometimes eat it. I sometimes don't. But we don't have very much bread. It's not unlimited amount of breads. On a side note, if you're trying to lose weight, I would say you want to think about bread and think about giving it up. Okay, so this is the kind of thing that I end up with, a salad. And it's not that I have spent hours creating this beautiful, beautiful salad. I have put little things out and shoved it all in my bowl. And there you can see eggs, which would be protein. I think this avocado salad. Um, it looks like, I can't quite tell if that's pomegranate or bacon bits. It could be either. And this is the way I normally present it. Because I have picky eaters, oh, to make a mixed salad and just throw it all together. But, oh my goodness, if the avocado touches the letter, lettuce, there is no way they will eat the lettuce. I have one child who will eat avocado. And one who won't eat absolutely anything. So I, pre I present it all in separate bowls, thinking about what the children will eat. And so, for example, we had hummus today. And um, hummus is something that three out of my four children love. But one of them, the boy with the apples, won't eat. So if I do that and I make it out of chickpeas, I'll take some of the chickpeas out because he will eat chickpeas by themselves. So it doesn't take me any longer to prepare it. I just put some aside. But I have this kind of structure and just throw everything on the table. Here is some leftover cauliflower. I think um, some tomatoes, some carrot sticks. On the side, you can see some cooked butternut squash, and then a cake, which I've made. I don't make cakes very often, but it will be a healthy, low sugar. It's probably got lots of coconut or something in it to cake. Here's another random salad. Bean sprouts are amazing. These little lentils that are sprouted. I love sprouted lentils and chickpeas. Um, that is some cooked beetroot and some cooked beans. And salad again. And my kids, you know, they won't, my, none of my kids eat beetroot, but I put it out there for me, and then they'll eat some of the other stuff. That is some salsa verde. No, it might be pesto sauce. I'm not sure what it is. But you can see it makes another something. So there's some stilton there. I think that might be some spelt down at the bottom. These are random photos that I have taken of lunches over the last few weeks or months. And this is a Greek salad. But you can see that I haven't presented it as a Greek salad. I've presented it in little bits so that the children can take what they like and leave what they don't want. And I don't know what those things are up at the top. I think they're figs, actually. So hummus, we love hummus. My kids love hummus. Three out of four of my kids love hummus. So some of our favorites, and I have included the top two on the meal plan. So hummus and baked beans. And as you can see, my homemade hummus, homemade baked beans is no added sugar, just a bit of paprika and put an egg on top of it. My two oldest children have started making it for breakfast. They love it so much, but it's so easy. Soup, soup is super easy. Just take your leftover vegetables and whisk them up. The other day I did that with chard. I had so much chard and I just literally whizzed it up and made it a soup. None of my kids ate it. They don't like chard. I did, I enjoyed it, it was lovely. So dinner, I start from vegetables and I do too many. And I have what I call a repertoire, frequent flyers. And also I would say, think about flavors. Think about the flavors that your family enjoys. 
I haven't written them down here. The fact, the flavors that we like, or I think I'll put it later on. So this is like butter. These are one of the things that I like to make really easy. I'll just throw things in the oven, butternut squash. And you can see I've left the seeds in because the seeds are a great source of fiber. My kids don't eat butternut squash. If they did, I suspect they wouldn't eat the seeds. But I love it. And you can use it in salad. You can add it on the side. Delicious. So some favorites that we have. Again, thinking of those flavors. So stir fry. And I use a Chinese five spice, which I've forgotten how many of my kids like. Some of them like. We used to have this more frequently. and now. It's gone off the, the boil. The children don't like it as much as they used to, which is a shame because we want to make food that our kids like, but I also want to make healthy food. So cheese is a favorite, and we might have a vegetable pie, which is flavored with cheese or cauliflower cheese or perhaps a lasagna. Lasagna is one of those things that's quite complicated to make. Not complicated, but more time consuming. Hearty bean soup. My husband makes a good hearty bean soup, which all four children love. It is one of the few things that all four children will eat without complaint. Chicken. I often do, we don't eat very much chicken anymore, but I used to do a chicken in a crock pot and then eat about half of it. And it's sort of poached chicken. And then you will have leftovers of that to make soup or tacos or something different, but really versatile and easy. Pancakes and tacos. Now, these are not entirely carbohydrate-free, the ones that we make. You can make them with different flours. I'm not sure that you get heaps of benefits doing that. But the way I make them is with loads and loads of vegetables. So you get one pancake with as many vegetables as you want, and perhaps some cheese or something else. But it's a good way to encourage children to help themselves. So they can pick out of the vegetables. And my plate will be full, full, full of vegetables. And they will find something that they like amongst all of those vegetables. Oven bake, super easy. It's my mainstay. If I don't know what to do, and often on Sunday when I get home, we have market on Sunday, I will just throw stuff in the oven that needs using up from the week before. Dal. Dal is another favorite delicious thing that I love and super easy I do it in my crock pot and then it's fabulous for those days where everybody is out and doesn't get back to later on and you think we want dinner as soon as we get in and that my friends is my doll and some roast peppers and some roast tomatoes and so here's an example of fish with lots and lots of vegetables now I don't want you to be hungry especially if you're trying to lose weight, especially at the beginning, what you need to do is um, change your mindset about food. You can eat loads of vegetables. They are good for you. They're full of fiber. And, you know, you're going to eat them and feel full up, especially if you put some olive oil on them. And it's not about feeling hungry. So it's not like you have to have small portions. Dessert. Dessert isn't something that you have to have. And I have this idea that sugar is something that is optional for us. And I know it doesn't really feel like it at the moment, but you don't have to have desserts. We have desserts on Friday and Saturday, and I'll often do a fruit-based dessert. So apples cooked up, apple crumble, something like that. And I don't put sugar in it, yogurt or chia. So that's an example of yogurt. There is some honey in that one and some fruit. So here's a question. How is this different from how you cook? Now, remember, you probably don't come home at lunchtime and have the kids at home at lunchtime. So it's not about the exact way that I cook it. It's about thinking about those systems. And 
I think one of the things to really remember is kids want sugar and foods that are easy to eat. But that doesn't necessarily mean that they get their favorite foods all the time. If I ask my kids what they eat, want to eat, they would always say spaghetti bolognese. And we have that, I don't know, two or three times a year. But they would eat it every single day if I let them. And kids will eat healthy foods if they are presented with healthy foods, as long as they aren't given the option to eat the the more unhealthy foods all the time. Children will save them up. They know that if you allow them to have like a packet of biscuits at lunchtime, then they will save themselves up and just eat biscuits the whole time, or at least my kids will. So it's easy to worry that our kids will starve and then give them anything to eat. And we kind of feel backed into a corner by this because we are programmed to make sure our children eat. And we're also programmed to make sure that our kids are happy and They know that and they will play to their advantage. And so it's just about setting up this system and feeling comfortable with the limits and going, hey, you know what? This is what we're eating. And yeah, I can hear that you want cake, but today you're not having cake or tomorrow is cake day or whatever your limits are. So instead, offer healthy, tasty food that's easy to cook. Nutritious options that are good for your kids that will teach them healthy eating and for you to help you lose your to lose the weight that you want or even just to eat healthily. So how can you make that happen? Again, you need to step back and have a look. And again, it's about systems and habits. Your systems won't be the same as mine. And realizing as well that there may be a transition period, especially with children who don't like change at the best of time. And they definitely don't like change when they feel it's disadvantageous to them. I have to say, though, that when years ago I decided we weren't having dessert every single night, I announced this And I sort of steeled myself thinking it was going to be this big outlaw. But actually, they they were just fine. I said, we're having pudding on Friday and Saturday, and that's it. And from the UK, if you're from the States, you call pudding something else. We call dessert pudding. So, you know, you can have dessert on Friday and Saturday, and that's it. And actually, they were fine. So it's not about forbidding fruits. I don't forbid my children to eat anything. In my opinion, they eat far more sweets than I think is healthy for them um, because they get them from parties and places like that. But it's about getting the balance right. And on a side note, I do limit some things, but not in a way that upsets them well obviously it upsets them that they can't live off chocolate and we did decide the other day that it would be great if we could live off chocolate but we also decided it wasn't very healthy and so for example at lunchtime there may be a piece of bread or two pieces of bread but free reign on other things vegetables they can eat as many vegetables as they want and the way I limit things is I just don't make it available so for example if we have a cake I cut it in half save half for tomorrow and then divide the cake up and that's it it's gone there is no argument about it it's not like they can push me into having more cake because that cake is for tomorrow and I'm quite strict on that or you know I'll put out this is the amount of bread we're going to have there's two slices each and teach them that they can take two slices or two little squares they are really and that is perfectly fine and then if they want more stuff they will eat more stuff as I say to my children there's no such thing as being hungry only for chocolate which my kids will try and convince me is true. I'm only hungry for chocolate. I only want to eat the chocolate. And I say, you know what? If you're actually hungry, you will eat anything here. Okay, they might not eat the stuff that they find disgusting, but as long as I put out something that is acceptable, they will eat it. And then they go, oh, no, I don't want this. Well, then they're not actually that hungry. 
So it's not about forbidding everything. This is a really chocolatey, sweet birthday cake that I think my oldest son made. So the handouts I have done, I've done a handout for this, systems, and I've done, sorry, it isn't a week's meal plan. I've changed it to one, and I think it's one day's meal plan. It's got about five recipes on it. So let me ask you a question. Can you say aloud that the system you have right now is helping you to eat healthily, lose weight, and teach your kids healthy eating habits? And I think most people, if you're watching this, will say, no, not quite now. And that's why I created Dr. Orlina's two-week healthy eating reboot. So it's two weeks of healthy eating for you and your family. And it's one, it's step one of my three steps that I use with my private one-on-one clients to do weight loss. The aim isn't to lose weight. It's to create systems and show yourself that you can eat healthily, to retrain your body and your mind. And you get one week of preparation and two weeks of healthy eating. A simple course for busy mums. Okay, I want to just press escape and show you what it looks like, what you get. So this is what it's like inside. There are a few little videos. I've kept it very short. And then down at the bottom, there are your recipes. So you've got two weeks of recipes there. Oh, and I put in, um, as a special bonus, my free, my Feeding Toddlers book and video offer, which is normally 19 euros, uh, sorry, $19. This is a book that I wrote a few years ago about feeding toddlers and these ideas we have, you know, about how toddlers often say no and they go through a very tricky stage of eating so i'm sure you're wondering how much my reboot is it is 27 euros and it is that's approximately 29 dollars now that price is the do it yourself so you get all the materials that you need and the system that you need um but you don't get one-on-one sessions with me. So if you want to upgrade, you can. You can uh, upgrade to two private coaching sessions for an extra 172 euros, which comes to a total of 199 euros, which is approximately $220 when I looked it up in a currency converter. Now, it says you can sign up there. I'll give you the link because you're clearly never going to be able to remember that. So it is the system that will help you help feed your children in a healthy way so that you don't have groans at the dinner table and do get to your goals. And I think it's really about working on systems and habits and seeing that you can do it. So I hope you will come and buy it. And of course, if you have any questions, get stuck in it and feel free to reach out and connect with me and I will see you soon. So I hope to see you in the reboot. Bye-bye. So there you go. I hope that was useful. And I hope it really showed you that healthy eating does not have to be complicated. It can be easy. And once you've created your systems and your habits, that's when you get to the gold, when things just happen without you thinking. Now, if you would like to take advantage and come and join Dr. Alina's Healthy Reboot, I would love to have you. The standalone um, offer that I was talking about in that video is just 27 euros. That is amazing, my friends. Really, really amazing. And the way you access that is you sign up for that meal plan. So the URL to sign up for the meal plan is drorlina.com healthy-family-meal plan. And if you have any issues, if you sign up and you have any issues, of course, just contact me and I am always available to help you with your questions. Have a wonderful week and see you next week. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Fit and Fabulous with me, Dr. Alina. If you enjoyed it, I would love it if you could share it with a friend. 
Every time you share a podcast episode with a friend, it helps me to reach and help more people. Remember, you're welcome to sign up for my family-friendly meal plan at drorlena, that's D-R-O-R-L-E-N-A dot com, slash healthy dash family dash meal dash plan. Goodbye and have a fabulous week.